Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. Today, we are talking about Lucifer Season 4, Episode 9, Save Lucifer. And uh, there are several different places we could start, but I feel like the most important place for us to start is for everyone here because i assume everyone else here will know the answer to this question and that i'm the only one who doesn't um so what is and or why is wonderwall what is it supposed to be what does it mean everybody loves wonderwall my only connections to wonderwall are lost and now this episode of lucifer so is it supposed to mean something I mean, to quote the Travis song, uh, Writing to Reach You, what's a Wonderwall anyway? Okay, so no one knows what it means, and it doesn't actually mean anything. It's provocative. It gets the people going. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So congratulations on the call-ish, Allison. How how, are you feeling good about your call that there needs to be more crooning at the bar? You know, I I feel like it shouldn't count because... Lucifer Sings at the Bar is one of the safest Lucifer predictions I could make. If I had said Lucifer Sings Wonderwall at the Bar, that would have been different. If I had said Maze Sings at the Bar, that would have been different. Uh, so I'm not sure I even want to take credit for it. It's I would rather ish. Embrace the fine, ish. I'll Come take on. the ish. I would rather take a called ish for um devil hands doesn't have the same ring to it um which is a joke that feels like it's directed specifically at me despite the fact that it was produced well before i started watching the show um but whatever i'll take the call dish say devil <laughs> hands for me allison devil hands Thank you. <laughs> uh, expire erect the <laughs> the other uh so there's a few places we got to Start out. I want to know everybody's thoughts on Maze and her big, her grand gesture. Um, but the the other place that we maybe could have started with this is that I I texted or I uh, DM'd Latoya shortly after watching this because I watched it like shortly after we recorded yesterday, and I uh, I apologized to the Zoom. I totally forgot that this episode has Dan going to Doctor Linda for therapy. <gasps> I totally forgot that that happens. It just entirely, like, everything with Lucifer is so big, and so, like, there's so much there that I just, like, in my memory, completely forgot about that scene, and I was so excited. How did we all feel about Maze's arc, and specifically her musical moment, and how do we feel about Dan? Um, wow. Well, which thing should I respond to first? You know what? Let's, I feel like maybe we should save Maze because I'm Mm -hmm. just going to be gushing about it for a zillion years. Um, so let's start with Dan. I am so glad to see the return of like decent, but broken Dan. And I think they earned a lot of things I didn't think they were earning with this episode, not least because Alejandro is so good. Amy Garcia is really good in that scene. Um, Rachel Harris is extremely good. Like they're all very good and the scenes are really good and concise and exactly as long as they need to be. And they do a lot of work. And that moment when Dan jumps up to point Mays toward Linda's hospital room was like, it was like real Dan again. And it was just, a, there was just something about the way that Alejandro made that specific movement that just, it just really said a lot. It's incredibly generous. He's still there. He hasn't let, he and Linda, I, have we ever seen he and Linda together before? Probably not. If not, certainly not on their own. Um, but he's there and he's waiting and he, he sees Maze and knows exactly why she's there and he matches her urgency and it just, it's a really, really nice little moment. Um, so I, I, I was feeling a lot of feelings about bad Dan, mostly good feelings in that it was good storytelling. Although I agree, especially after a conversation yesterday, I agree that some of it's been pretty rushed, but I don't think that's the case with this episode. This feels like an incredibly tidy, but not convenient parallel to what's going on with Lucifer. It's like the real world version of Lucifer's journey. And I, I just am really here for it. And I'm so glad that Kevin Alejandro has gotten so much good stuff to do this season. Noel, what'd you think? No, I like that point about the real world version. Um, since it's they're they're mirroring one another. Um, there's so much mirroring in this episode. Anyway, um, that yeah, and everything with the therapy scene is 
again, is just so kind of gut-wrenching. And the show continues to be delightfully honest about therapy in a, and as much as it can be in a television setting that you just really feel all of that. And I mean, it's just, to me, it's a stretching a little bit to be like, Dan just immediately dives into therapy with this woman he does not know. Um, but also, well, everyone else seems to talk to her. Why not? Um, well, and, but, and she already knows everybody he's talking about. Right, so exactly. Which too. feels like, but it was also like a terrible conflict of interest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I, as a person who has shared a therapist with one of my closest friends, I do not recommend it. However, I think there is like an extenuating circumstance here because Dan, a person who is not in on it, would still have to have had to explain Charlotte Richards to a therapist. So like, this is definitely better in this circumstance and no other circumstances. Well, it's great that you bring up Charlotte because one of the things i really liked about that scene is that you can see rachel harris go oh right he doesn't know and in the ways in which she's talking about charlotte with dan um and it's just like oh right he doesn't know and just all of that i think all adds like so much weight to the scene because there's i mean there's just that long-standing thing of dramatic irony we know things that the characters don't know but it's always more delicious when the characters don't know something that other characters know in situations like this for me, especially. Um, it's not like the secret keeping type stuff. This is legitimately something that could impact how Dan understands everything. And yet we haven't told him yet. And I think that there's just so much weight in that moment of him trying to come to grips with that. It's not his fault. And that it's not anyone else's fault, really. And that if he knew everything, it would make it easier, maybe? Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. No, I don't because think so. <laughs> he'd have to process both the divine goddess Charlotte and Charlotte Charlotte. Right. Because mm-hmm. he, and, yeah, he had relationships with both of them. Yeah, no, like, that's a lot of stuff to do. And, like, I don't think Linda has enough room on her schedule. I just don't. Yeah. Especially for the insurance that Dan gets through the LAPD. Because also, <laughs> Linda doesn't accept insurance. <laughs> <laughs> he got the uh, my best friend is your baby daddy discount rate. And your your baby auntie's discount rate. So it was like a double discount. <laughs> I just imagined him with coupons. Yeah, no, I have coupons. A yeah. deal made me these coupons. Love, Dan. I like uh, you both noting, you know, the, the mirror stuff of Dan and Lucifer. Because, like, Dan's major problem with Lucifer has always been, and they, they address it here, is that Lucifer always gets away with everything. And then, like... Mm-hmm. When he's confronting Yellow, he's like, why does everyone always let me get away with this bullshit, basically? Because, like, he knows he's doing these bad things, and somehow he's getting, like, Palmetto, somehow yeah. he got, got, got away with that, somehow. He, he's not getting punished the way he, like, do. Like, both he and Lucifer are, like, just punishing themselves, basically. They have so much in common, besides just Chloe. Uh, but, of and course, they would not. Yeah, and being hot. They would never admit that. And of course, Lucifer never would admit that uh, Dan's hot, which is insane to me, but whatever. Uh, (laughs) That's like always the thing that Dan comes back to. And I I like that they finally just kind of address that head on. And that's what like Dan's major issue is, besides the fact that obviously, you know, he hates himself too. And he's blaming, he really blames himself for Charlotte, not Lucifer. Even though again, Lucifer should have a little bit more tact when it comes to that conversation because every single time he he handles it the absolute wrong way yeah he's very bad he's like the the anti-eve in those situations (laughs) like (laughs) yeah it's really remarkable um so i yeah i was i was like oh yeah that's right you know it was just it was a very fun moment for me in this in that episode um shall we talk about maze and eve and the return of of gilf let's talk about this Netflix rom-com, shall we? <laughs> well, first, um, Keenan notes that uh, this is superficial. Maze's uh, crooning outfit ruled. Um, all of Maze's outfit in this episode were amazing. They were all just top to bottom, great, classic Mazikeen-type looks. Minus, like, chainmail-looking stuff, but they were all there. Um, so I was very happy with all of the Maze looks. I was just delighted that we almost got the spinoff I wanted. <laughs> this week um of the two of them trying to find a bounty um but i mean 
watching a rom-com of Maze and Eve, like Latoya alludes to, is just delightful. Just Maze struggling to put together... I'm so turned on and so confused by this woman doing splits over this chair. And I just, this just bothers me so much, (laughs) but she won't pay attention to me. Um, And it's just, it's really good. It's really delightful. It's really silly. Um, But it's also really heartbreaking as well, because you can feel like that whole thread of loneliness that we've been um, dealing with maze this season, like really coming to a head of like, Oh, right. Someone who, connects with me even though again the problem is is that may not maze eve connects with everyone on some level immediately um even chloe she figures out a way to connect with chloe um that it feels both beautiful and legitimate but also just kind of sad at the same time um because of how eve functions um so it's just it's so sweet and lovely and sad at the same time so when you get to wonderwall which Marcus quoting a friend of theirs. Um, Wonderwall is the first song people learn to play on the guitar to impress people, which is really accurate. And it is exactly the song that a demon who's only been on earth for like five years would go. That's the song that will make this woman love me. Um, <laughs> but Hey, just, she also made sure to put an effort. She did like a mashup of the Oasis and Ryan Adams version. So yes, like, she, that's she true. Couldn't, like the work to do this. Okay. <laughs> so is that cover then it's a pre-existing like a twist on a pre-existing cover. Yeah, it's like a combination of both the Oasis yeah. original race, uh, arrangement and Ryan Adams arrangement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Vince reached out, um, and uh, and so he's been DMing, so he doesn't spoil Noel and Allison. <laughs> um, but uh, so first of all, he said, uh, "Not only am I a white middle class guy, I am from Germany, where the police neither has that much power nor enjoys that high a pedestal that they are put on. So yeah, my situation is very different than that of a person in color and a person of color in the United States. So thank you for pointing it out. Um, but then about this episode, he was he had a few notes about the the vocal." performance and was curious why like maybe thinking maybe um Lizanne Brandt has like a lower or, or more limited range of like how far she can sing um because she didn't go to the higher notes but when she did she had good clarity and tone quality so it, I didn't think it was that and so knowing that this is actually a twist on a different cover makes a lot of sense I thought it was a really lovely vocal performance it's like so this whole time you've been having Tim Ellis sing who don't get me wrong, lovely singer for someone who's not a, like a professional, like full-time singer. Uh, but she sounds so much better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Ryan Adams arrangement, like, especially the first time you hear it, it's kind of like very jarring. It's so different, yeah. but yeah, it, 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 it's a, it's a good arrangement. And this actually, I believe this, these episodes drop like right after uh, all the Ryan Adams is garbage stuff came uh-huh. out. Like, right after. So I was like, well, that ruins my enjoyment of this slightly. Well, or it's just, now it's the Leslie Ann Brand version. It is, it is. Now yeah. it's the Maze version. And that that works for me. Yeah. Allison, what do you think? Uh, they missed an opportunity for a joke that they probably couldn't have taken because it it would have been a little mean if it wasn't Tom Ellis's idea. But Lucifer was having such a bad day that the fact that he didn't go, oh, great. And now I'm not even the best singer at my own club where I get to sing is just, it's, it's, it, it's a real, it's a real shame. Um, cause it's the truth. I think Tom Ellis is great. He is very fun to watch in those extremely cheesy singing scenes, but I was like, Oh God, right. A singer. This is a person who sings. Okay, cool. And it's not like, I think Leslie Ann Brand is the best vocalist to ever vocalize on television. She's not. Uh, but I was like, Oh, she can, she is, she's like, She's like a musician's ear, right? Like, this isn't karaoke. This is a person who knows how to sing. Cool, cool. Um, My feelings about Maze in this episode can be summed up by the fact that after we finished watching it, I paused it so as to not go on to the next episode, despite the fact that I very much wanted to. Turned to Tom and said, Leslie Ann Brand is the best actor on the show and Maze is the best character in all of Lucifer. And he went, oh. <laughs> I was like, yes. Th- this is my take. It is the correct take. Um, I've been feeling that way in little fits and starts for several years. Uh, but Maze has her big realization and now so do I. Maze is the best character on Lucifer. Leslie Ann Brand is the best performance. All day, every day, the best. I cannot believe she sold all of this stuff as well as she did. They just straight up don't know each other that well. I am more invested in Maze and what she's looking for in life and in... uh, 
a partner and in her experience as a demon on earth and in her own self-respect and her relationship to Linda than I am in Lucifer and Chloe. And I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. And that's not saying I'm not invested in Lucifer and Chloe. But if this series was called Maze, ah, (laughs) Maze, I would be fine with that. And then Lucifer could be her like oblivious friend slash ex slash boss. And occasionally we get a loose friend Chloe subplot. That would be fine with me. It's great. It's gr- all of it's great. All of the hidden knives and the incredible payoff from the hidden knives. The payoff for that knife is great. It's so good. But also that shuriken's going to be found as soon as that box of tissues is done. <laughs> it's just going to get tossed in recycling. Well, she probably has lots. May's not understanding the concept of baby proofing <laughs> is very fun to me. <laughs> yes extremely fun she's just it's just a really really good maze episode and i've realized that most of my favorite episodes of Lu- not all but most of my favorite episodes of lucifer happen to also be really good maze episodes but every one of these scenes was a winner her scene with dan is great dan dan and maze as friends who actually talk to each other a plus do it all the time i want them to talk to each other about how shitty they are because they're not shitty they just know that they're that parts of them are shitty because they're more self-aware than lucifer is like i just just I want all of that all of the time and I want to have my heart broken with Maze all of the time. I want just she's very good. I I want to be real I want to make sure that I'm being really clear here. The point that I'm making is that Leslie Ann Brandt is extremely good at her job and that Maze is a very good character. Do you think no. I've hit that note cuz no, I'm you, not you sure it's keep coming going, through clearly. Actually. Okay. All right. Um give her an Emmy. I'm not even joking. People ignore genre television all the time. My new two-pronged campaign for pay attention to how good actors are in genre shows are Brandon <laughs> Ruth and Leslie Ann Brandt. Give them awards. Put Maze on the Wave Rider. <laughs> After the last good. airbender. Maze is a firebender. Do it. Just do it. Do all of it. I want all of it. Marcus says, and she has chemistry with literally everyone. Very true. Uh, Keenan yes. says, all caps, put Maze on the Wave Rider. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that would be super fun. Very fun. Um, yeah, she would she she would get along swimmingly with Sarah. Yeah. That would yeah. Sorry, anyway. Ava. um well let me see first of all question have you seen her on spartacus because she's very good on spartacus too no i don't know spartacus is a very strong and specific flavor it is not for everyone but i love it i would be curious what you guys thought of it um i uh just started watching the librarians of all shows and she is on that as well (laughs) i forgot about that yeah (laughs) i I had to like (laughs) It's just going to slide it in there. Very librarians nice. is a perfectly good show, Latoya. You're fine. It's good. Yeah. Oh, I'm not laughing at librarians. I'm laughing because of all of the people I know, Latoya is the only person who would ever say, I just started watching The Librarians, a show that was on for, is still on? Is it still on? No, it's not still on. Okay. It was on for an extremely long time. Not as long as leverage, but a long time. A long time. Latoya is the friend I have most likely to go. I started watching the show that people were not particularly excited about when it was on. Now that it's off the air and I have div- dived in uh, with both feet, jumped in with both feet. Uh, that's this Latoya. You, d- you don't have fast things, Latoya. No. I can't wait to hear your librarians podcast. You <laughs> can't wait for me to start just tweeting about librarians. And everyone's like, what the fuck? why is Latoya tweeting about librarians? I'm ready to get libraried. I'm ready to get Dewey decimaled. <laughs> Scotty says, it is fascinating how put blank on the wave writer is such a viable call, both for fun story shenanigans and as a descriptor of a strong actor or character pairing. We've been doing it for high seas and Lucifer, and I don't think I'll ever stop. Very true. Um, yeah. It also speaks to the flexibility of the show, uh, of, of uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Listeners, if you don't know what the Wave Rider is, if you're new here, uh, go check out Legends of Tomorrow, but you can skip season one. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it, it and how that show really focuses on, let's find actors we like, and we'll figure out something that'll work. So if you have a strong character and or a strong actor. It could be a bad character with a good actor. We'll fix them. Just put them on the way. I just, I just want to say one more time. When the lights came up and Maze was on that fucking stage, I lost my mind. 
I just, the thing I didn't know I always wanted. Like, I just, it never occurred. Oh, my God. It was so good. I can't wait for the musical episode. Just make it all Maze. It's nothing but Maze. Doing private karaoke by herself. Please. Oh, please. You might hear her sing again before the musical episode. No! Don't do me like I, that! I have to give you that. I have to give you that. Uh, uh, Marcus says Eve pulled Lucifer in taking the wrong message from something. And yeah, I feel, feel like that's the next... And the Eve... Uh, and Gelf part of, of things, that's the next thing to go well, into. Talk about taking the wrong messages from things. This yeah. is why you don't get wrapped up in prophecies ever. <laughs> ever. Like, Latoya can speak to this. Like, Vampire Diaries is filled with prophecies you don't get involved with. I I mean, they, they are, but sometimes they're just uh, little pranks. So, <laughs> Oh, man, that sure. is still one of, like, my favorite TV or fiction prophecy reveals ever yeah. is the one you're thinking of that anyone yeah. who's watched Vampire Diaries knows what I'm talking about. It's so good. It's so funny. <sighs> it's very, very good. Um, yeah. Keenan says, honestly, a Menadiel too. Like, buddy, you can't take the baby to the Silver City. The Celestials and Immortals are struggling this episode. Um, so uh, for me, the lesson for Gale is less don't get involved in prophecies, um, though that's very valid. Also, listen to Lucifer when he says, well, most of them are just total, like, bullocks. They're just not a thing. Uh, but this one's probably real because, you know, Exhibit A. Um, and it's more, don't try to kill Eve. <laughs> of course, of course, he's like, it's not enough for me to be obsessed about this Lucifer thing. I also hate women. And I'm yeah. embodied well, by Eve. Oh, the original sinner. Shut the fuck up, kid. Class, cla- classic religious misogyny right there. I just went, oh, right. Yeah. You're, you're. You're, you're one of those. Okay. You're one of those members of the clergy. Right. Got it. You probably hate Mary. You probably hate Mary Magdalene too, I bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Like, yep, this tracks. This tracks with what we've seen. Definitely happy he's going to hell. I, I, I like how they're like, but why do you think I'm going to hell? She's like, just a you, hunch. <laughs> you were literally just strangling me. And I've you've known me for two se- like, and yeah. I was letting you go. <laughs> Mr. Bible, you were literally trying to kill Eve. What like why do you think that's going to send you up to heaven? Yeah. Stop, buddy. You're going to have guilt over not stopping this prophecy, and it's going to be real bad. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Scott, he says, oh, the way his eyes lit up when he found out who she was. Oh, you're one of those, indeed. And, like, and just her little, like, curtsy was also very, very fun. Uh, Marcus says, yeah, he definitely hates Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Um, so, so Eve is just, it, you know, and this is something that, for the character of Eve, we've commented on she is not secure in who she is. She has really diminished herself in these last few episodes, trying to be who she thinks Lucifer wants her to be because she's connected all of her potential for happiness and fulfillment on being with him as opposed to being herself and finding friends and finding partners to to spend her time with as opposed to Adam. Um, and granted, she's got thousands of years of not being in a functional or or fulfilling or healthy relationship that she's trying to overcome in like a few months. Understandable. Yeah, it's um, thousands of years of thinking I should have been with Lucifer instead, basically. Yeah. So, so like, it makes sense that she is not in a healthy or a good place and that she's making these decisions. Uh, but it's still it's still been hard to to watch. And I think, I mean... Again, I'm all this is the context that my mom and my dad to a lesser extent, but definitely my mom still hates Eve. Um, and so, so for me, I like I was like, and it's great that we all like her so much that we can watch her struggling with this and appreciate that, except for my mom who hates her and anybody else who's watching who doesn't like Eve. Um, but for me, as someone who enjoys that character, watching her, like it says a lot about the performance that she can do everything that she's doing in this episode, and I stay with Maze as long as that I do and that maze sticks around until um, basically it's like Linda needs me. This is, this is ridiculous. I respect myself too much to keep doing this. I'm out. Um, so, so that speaks very strongly to Livy's performance and also the way that they have built up goodwill for this character without just making her always right or always correct or on the audience's side. Yeah, she's, I would say, Eve is great without everyone having to be like, Eve's so great, which is kind of like, you know, the Pierce thing that we've Mm -hmm. talked a lot about for season three. It's like, you just get to see the work to the point where she's doing an impression of Chloe. She literally gets Chloe's clothing, which Chloe's like, uh, it's weird, but okay. 
And by the end of that, even Chloe's like, you know what, Eve, you're not so bad. Still weird, but like you're, you're even good at detecting. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's also really telling for me that when she doesn't have anyone to reflect, she starts to spiral in terms of trying to figure out her plan of what to do with Gilf. Um, she's just like, I don't know what to do. There's all these things I could do, but I don't know which one of these is right. And she's just like in a spiral because she doesn't have anyone to bounce, ba- reflect. And she, even Maze isn't really giving her anything at that point. And then as soon as Maze leaves, it's just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And that's also just really interesting to watch is like suddenly she doesn't have a frame of reference anymore because she's never developed her own, which gets to your point earlier, Kate. So it was just really, really good. And it's all, I feel like they do a really good job of being both really blatant about what they're doing with Eve, but really subtle about it at the same time, if that makes sense in terms of, if you don't notice it, you think she's just doing it because she just, hasn't interacted with that many people before and she's just doing it but then you don't if you don't think about the pattern of her relationship and then her other relationships that she's established since coming here that this is just how she operates it's really interesting to think about so yeah well i mean she needs to and that's why like the the maze and dancing is so good it's like dan in this context you are very wrong normally Good advice, like very makes sense for the character. But um, first, she has to know who she is. And like, I feel like we have a better sense of some of what she is as compared to who Eve knows herself to be. And before she can be in any sort of a meaningful relationship, she's got to know herself a lot more. Yeah, I think um, people, even if they don't realize it, reveal who they are and both people and of course characters which is what we're talking about here who they are through the things that they choose to do when there's no time to think so like the one thing we know for sure about eve is if a dude with a gun runs into an apartment when a child is there eve is going to step in front of that child right there are lots of other things the fact that she um is jealous of chloe for completely rational reasons yet exhibits no animosity toward her. I think that is really important and telling. I think um, her curiosity and generosity of spirit are things that are qualities inherent to her. But because she has spent, you know, millennia thinking of herself as a function of someone, again, rightly, understandably thinking of herself as being created to be a function of somebody else as to, for being um, subservient to someone else for being defined by someone else. Uh, it makes sense that now that she's trying to solve a problem, she's just trying on all of the outfits that she possibly can. Right. And it's not just what she thinks Lucifer would like it's archetypes and it's, po- I mean, she's trying to pose in like a pinuppy way and she's doing hair. I think in Barlavi is so good. The way that she's tossing her hair is very like, I learned it from a shampoo commercial. It's all of this learning to human stuff that Lucifer and Amenadiel have also been doing. Um, but with a lens trained specifically on what it's like to be a woman at this moment in this country. And did and it better than Charlotte and her cookies. Totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's, um, And to then tie that to her own self-worth and her emotional experience, it's just really smart. And and as with the last episode, quietly very tragic. I just want good things for her. And the the thing about learning to human uh, compared to, you know, uh, Charlotte is that uh, Eve's even said, like, she's just spoke to humans in heaven all this time. Like, she loves humanity like she loves the experience of humanity but she's still not quite sure like how she functions in this world Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's really sad do we have any thoughts on uh on gilf and uh you know what's coming next and maze's actions um graham mctavish is so good at that terrifying shit um like he's just really good at suddenly going kind of feral um it happens in outlander a lot as well um and a bunch of other things that he's done i mean graham mctavish has done a zillion things his resume is 97 yards long um but that explosive um all of a sudden venomous 
um, I've already used the word feral, but I think it's really good energy is so terrifying and startling that I think it makes um, that final scene work in a way that is even better than it might might normally, right? It's already a tense situation. You already know what a bad idea it is for her to undo those cuffs, which of course Maze owns. Of course, Maze has cuffs that have like six buckles on them. Mm -hmm. Um, You are already tense, but his energy and his focus make it that much scarier. And I uh, cannot wait to see whatever the hell he does in this finale. Uh, Vince had mentioned uh, what's up with Amenadiel. Does he really think Linda will just give up her baby to be raised by some people she doesn't know in the Silver City? How does he think that she will react? Or is he thinking about taking her with him? Is it even possible without killing her? And what's with all the patients with, who need her, like Lucifer and now Dan? Uh, so, Obviously, Latoya and I know what's going on. What do you guys think about this? Keenan says the baby is so cute. I almost cried and I am horrified by his plans. Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I don't think Amenadil understands quite what he's doing, which amounts to abducting a child um, to a place that no one has jurisdiction over. Um, <laughs> and where there are no children, <laughs> except maybe some, some dead ones. Right. And, Oh my god! No, but I mean, like, Jeez, like Kate. there, there aren't people. Children are not born in the Silver City, so there are no children. So the only children who are in heaven are children who died and went to heaven. This is true, but it's still horrific to think about. Yeah, this is why it's a bad idea, Menadiel. <laughs> yeah, so it's just it's all bad. I think um, so. I'm 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 not in favor of it, and I'm not looking forward to the strain that's going to put on Linda and Menadiel and maze as a throuple i'm just not i'm just not here for it i am also like keenan i'm also horrified that baby is so cute and the look on db Woodside is pretty great in this episode and the look on his face when he delivers that last line i was like no 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 what what you're going you're going to kidnap a baby and take it to heaven like what on earth are you thinking no 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 don't do that um it's it's very upsetting and there is no outcome that i can imagine that doesn't immediately make me extremely stressed out so despite the fact that i imme- that i wanted to go on to the next episode last night i'm sort of dreading it um uh, latoya do you have any idea had rachel harris actually had her baby by the time they were filming these episodes do you know or was this before uh, i think this was before for oh, God. Yeah. but but also i was gonna say the thing that makes it even worse is that like linda even says she'll she'll let him like take the baby up to heaven for like holidays on, and stuff. on, on holidays, holidays. <laughs> <laughs> they even have holidays up there um no the thing that kind of bothered me about the birth scene is that she's not nearly sweaty enough in that sequence um her hair's flat but that's it and i'm just like that is that is not how this goes <laughs> Yeah, not enough. Spritz Rachel more. Spritz her more. Yeah, no, there needed to be a lot more spritzing. Well, I I also wanted to talk about uh, all the baby names that I'm going to deal. The baby names were very good. Naming it for Charlotte was very, very sweet. Yeah. Um, I was especially devious because it it makes you forget that you're supposed to be worried about Amenadiel taking the baby to the right. Silver City because you're like, oh God, what a lovely moment. What a lovely gesture. Look at this blissful family. And then she's asleep. And then you're like, no, 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 don't do that. That's ter- it's terrible. And then like, d- you can just see Maze is going to want to go get him but can a demon go into heaven probably not that seems very dangerous is that like is eve gonna go get the baby is lucifer gonna go get the baby like just there's there's no outcome that doesn't freak me out yeah all of it i'm very concerned for my friends and amenadiel somebody needs to punch amenadiel in the face i know how hard he punches or fly him into a bridge right someone needs to fly amenadiel directly into a bridge uh toot sweet i mean uh lucifer should with his devil wings although they don't look that mobile they don't they don't look particularly um they don't seem like they'd be very they seem fit for gliding but maybe not for like flying um i i did enjoy all the name stuff um i particularly enjoyed what about michael no and it's just (laughs) like i cannot wait to meet michael what a dick he must be but i also want to meet gabriel and see what they do with his horn 
So, yeah. Gabriel, I just always go to Supernatural, and I enjoy Gabriel so much on Supernatural that uh, I it'll be interesting if if, if he shows up. Uh, but yeah, the the no for I mean, Michael, excellent delivery. Gabriel yeah. directed was it the last episode or the episode mm-hmm. before? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um I want to make sure that we talk about Lucifer's uh, Devil Hans makeup and the rest of his right. makeup. Yeah, all of that. Because um, man, you could see the Netflix money. The Netflix money was just rolling off of all of that in waves. Yeah. Um, as much as I enjoyed Lucifer's Invisible Man costume, with no, not Chloe's- Invisible Man costume. That is an outfit of a man who's about to be one more. Wait, one more thing by Columbo. Like all of it is. Fair. I just okay. I just killed someone and I'm almost about to get away with it. If it weren't for this stupid ass LAPD detective. <laughs> One more thing. That's fair. I'll I'll accept that. Um but I uh as much as I enjoyed all of that, even Chloe's completely unnecessary, entirely out of character scarf, which I was like, why is Chloe wearing it? Oh, that's why Chloe's wearing a scarf. That's yeah, why Chloe's scarf. wearing a scarf, but it's like no, she's never worn anything no, like that. That's not this she would never wear this. Oh, that's no. why Chloe's wearing a scarf. Um so as much as I enjoyed all of that, watching that, and I don't know how much of it was digital and how much of it was practical, but right. watching that spread was really cool. And the last couple minutes, it's just a really um, um, affecting effect. Um, just really like, blah, blah, it got me. And the transformation back, while it felt a little easy, um, like a little, like, just it was a lot as much as i enjoy looking at tom ellis's new torso it was just like it happened pretty quickly um that watching the transformation happen was really cool that netflix money they should just keep rolling around in it i'm into it marcus says i noticed that lucifer's transformation back began at his heart as part of his face his eye and his in his heart yeah Uh, latoya do you know how do you happen to know how much of this was like prosthetic work and then cg or because I, I know, like, the, the face is definitely a bunch of CG with all the, the dots on his face, but I'm not actually sure about uh, the rest of the body. Yeah. Okay, I assume a lot of it's practical, though. Yeah, because yeah. my partner and I were trying to figure that out while we were watching it, because they let us stare at it for, like, a really long time. Uh, again, going back to all the Netflix money rolling in. And we were trying to figure out, like, the degree to which, like, is it, like how much of it is like dots on a face or like full on prosthetic facial prosthetics that they've augmented with some, um, with some CG and then like the torso stuff being mostly CG, but maybe some practical. Um, but either way, it just looked really, really good um, throughout, like watching all of it kind of like spread basically. Um, so when he pulls off the glove and he's got like the long nails and everything, it's just like, Oh, this is very good. And then you just get to sit with the entire thing for that really long scene in the penthouse. And after watching so many CW superhero shows where the impulse is to quickly show you something and then kind of cut away or show it in a wide shot so you don't see it or you show it at night so you can shadow stuff and keep things hidden to do it at night, but in a penthouse, it's generally really well lit. Um, And then just be like, you're just going to revel in this. It's just like, it's really great. And it's really, it really ups the ante for everything else that both Ellis and uh, German have to do in that sequence because constantly cutting away or having him lurk in shadows like he's the fucking beast um, would have just really diminished a lot of that, I think. And making sure that we are privy to it just ups so much of that emotional ante and makes the entire sequence work I think probably better than it maybe should um, given like the weirdness of the relationship up to this point. Um, Was that just me? I mean, I love it. I think it's done really well. And for me, it's an essential part of clicking the season into place. Mm -hmm. And the, the notion of how are we going to get, you know, just from a writer's perspective, how are we going to get Chloe on board with the devil face? And it, it is to take away his agency in showing it so yeah, that it is not a, a it's not being weaponized it is not you know this a, a shameful thing he can't you know that he can't accept it is a reality of who he is that terrifies him as much as it does her and that in and like the creeping 
you know, spread of it. And she doesn't tell him, go home. You need to rest. There's, you know, stuff going on. She says, no, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Like, we'll cover it up. We'll cover it up until that can't work anymore. So she, there's like the spread of it, the pacing of it. It's essential that we spend significant time looking right at it because Chloe needs to be able to not look away. And so if Chloe can't look away, the audience can't look away. So we have to sell this. So back up the Brinks truck and give, you know, stick Tom Ellis in the chair for many hours and give the CGI department the money they need. Um, it, when that when I first watched this episode, I was like, oh, it's just so brilliant. The way we get him on bo- her on board with this uh, or we the way we get her to 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 process and deal with the trauma from the last season finale is to make this not uh, a weapon, uh, but to make this just a very, very human reality. Um, and I, 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 it kind of blew my mind the first time I watched this. Agreed. They Agreed. Uh, both have to finally confront these things head on away. They've been avoiding all season, both of them. And that has like provided, you know, some separation between Chloe and Lucifer, literal like lack of interaction, but like finally, like they can't avoid it anymore. So perfect timing with, you know, the season ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not for that. Yeah, what a coincidence! (laughs) It has been like nine months, though. (laughs) Um, Keenan says uh, it was a stand-up memory to me the first time that I watched. I watched it. Like we got stakes here, and they're going balls to the wall with "He's the devil, y'all." Like we're not hiding this. Like, but he's really nice. Oh, oh, but he's so handsome. But it's just like sometimes his eyes go red. But no, it's like, are you on board or are you not on board? (laughs) And uh, yeah. Also, just so we've mentioned it, Chloe looks amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Right? That, she looks like, so she looks, great. She looks oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. After like they dressed her in that terrible scarf and just everything she was wearing, I'm like, why do they hate Lauren German? And then she looks like so great at the end. Well, yeah. you know what I appreciate about that costume too? I think it's the first time that we've seen Chloe dressed up where it didn't look like Chloe was wearing a costume. It mm-hmm. looked like Chloe was going to a party. Um, yeah. you know, most of the time it's just like because it's always undercover Chloe going to you badly use her feminine wiles and it's and it's just like, "Hi, look, man, which is not Chloe. This looked like Chloe wanted to look nice, and so she did. Thumbs up mm-hmm. for me and a beautiful color. Yeah, and the I love the mask. The the have we have we talked about the Lucifer mask, which so is cool. so cool and so smart. Such a neat way to do it. Um, we haven't talked about the case of the week. Do we care? <sighs> I mean, we can talk uh, just about how uh, his desire whammy gets amped up. Right, that's that's the other thing to kind of mention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah. I like with that is that it implies that the reason everybody was throwing themselves at him in season one was because he, and and wasn't after that is he was actively tamping that down or like some part subconsciously but part he was actively lowering the whammy because he didn't want the attention and all because and also because he's focused on chloe um so so the notion of that being something that actually to some extent is in his control in the way that devil face is makes sense and sort of answers a question about, you know, beyond just if we got tired of it because it wasn't interesting, it has it is problematic and we didn't want to do it anymore after season one. Um, yeah, though that was, you know, any any group of animals or people on mass is, is creepy, um, right? Uh, one time I went in Canada visiting a uh, former televerse co-host Simon Howell and there was like a like a trail or whatever and it said don't feed the raccoons and somebody started feeding the raccoons and they swarmed and they're cute when there's two of them and they're not when there's 15. Um, and so the, the having like all the people, even though they aren't really pressing in on him that much, they're just too close and there's too many. Like they aren't rushing him. But it's still really creepy and bad. I'm still thinking about all those raccoons. Well, there's that, and there's also like the like the way that the lens is a little bit, so it's slightly mm-hmm. warped, but it's not like overly warped. They didn't go for like a whole fishbowl type thing. But it's also the cacophony of all the desires being like audible for us as well that really yeah. drives home that claustrophobia um, within that scene. It's really kind of scary, but what I also really, really love in it is that Chloe's immune. Um, yeah. And we've we've mentioned the whole, yeah, no, the detective, I only get hurt around the detective thing. But we've just 
we've moved past the whole she's immune to my whole shtick um but she's the only one that can like get guide him out of that space because of her celestial immunity being put in the past nonsense blah 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 um so i really like that and then watching her lean in real close to that girl and be like what did you desire to do and it's just like it's very good chloe it's very good (laughs) (laughs) um I want to just really briefly touch on, I know we're going long this time too, but I want to briefly touch on the design of that devil mask and more particularly what Tom Ellis does with it because mask performance is a skill. It's something that you have to get good at. Um, And, you know, I like, I don't think throw Emmys at him is quite the correct response, but he's definitely changed physically when he has that mask on. Um, And a combination of what he's doing with his body and particularly his shoulders, which sort of, which make him look very different, but also sort of suggests that he's not able to bring his wings in anymore. Right. Um, With the way that the camera always has that mask sort of looming in the background, sometimes very far off, but your eyes immediately go to it. So you can't ever really forget what is going on with Lucifer and it sort of serves to heighten what's going on with our um, murderous little sister uh, is really clever and smart and effective. But yeah, that ma- that mass performance, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You remembered your Laban training from when you were in college. Got it. <laughs> Sorry. When you went to uni. Got it. <laughs> uh, any other final thoughts on this episode? Yeah. Marcus says, I'm glad none of the other main humans were there oh, when damn. Lucifer's mojo started oh. going. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been real bad. Yeah. Well, our finale that we're going to be talking about tomorrow is uh, episode 10. Uh, who's who's the new king of hell? <laughs> Try saying who, that again, Kate. Who's the <laughs> new king of hell? Well, I didn't say it right because it's who's the new king of hell, not a hell. So who's the new king of hell? But like. What yeah. is it, Kate? Who's the new king of hell? Of <laughs> hell. Let's hit that F very clearly. King of hell. <laughs> what do we think? Um, Wait, could you say it one more time, Kate? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can, but I'll try. Who, who's the new, no. new king of hell? Da I don't new. accept the. No, sorry. Who's the new king of hell? <laughs> I can't make it through anymore. <laughs> it's it's so too good. ridiculous. <laughs> oh, what a terrible title. Woo! Um, or maybe it's a great title. I don't know. I guess we'll find out after we watch the episode. Um, I really hope it's Asriel saying that. And has just assumed ownership because I really want to hear sure. Sorry, I lost. <laughs> Slap happy here and streaming in place. It's so hot in this room. <laughs> it's really hot here too. We're all hot um, together. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm very curious about who gets to say that. Um, and why. Um, but. I mean, what I'm mostly concerned with in this episode is that the dead are all going to, like, the recently, the just recently deceased are all going to get possessed and start running over Los Angeles. And I'm very concerned about what that means. Um, So, on the flip side, a bunch of angels and celestials may be coming down from the Shining City to help escort this chosen child back up to heaven. So, I don't know. Um, I'm very curious to see, like Allison, I was struggling very hard to not immediately watch this episode last night after I finished um, this one. So, Allison, what are your thoughts? Um, I just... Uh, I spent the last 30 seconds or so trying to figure out who... <laughs> like, maybe... <laughs> Joe Pesci would never go to hell. But let's say Joe no. Pesci was in hell. Uh, then he Then he looks up at the, I don't know, stage, and it's like, Who's this guy? Who's, who's the new king of hell? But it's, who's it's, the it's, new it's, king of hell? And the fact that it's da and of duh. of who's right. the new yeah. king of hell? Um, I wonder if maybe Father Kinley is going to amass a following in the underworld and become. The new king of hell. Or As Joe Pesci says. Yes. <laughs> um, 
and or maybe it'll be guest star John Leguizamo. Um, I I think that Latoya already told me that we'd get May singing more. But wait, is that next season? It's got to be yeah, next, next season. season. Okay. Um, she, I think she, she quells the demon uprising with a really good cover of a John Mayer song. I think May's defending Linda and the baby will put her in great danger, which I just cannot deal with. And then um, also maybe start to sort of change her the way that Lucifer is changing. Like, I don't think Maze is going to get, you know, angel wings because she's not an angel. But I wonder if maybe Maze is sort of slowly earning actual humanity i don't know i'm um i'm very curious about what is going on with maze um and i and i'm gonna make one very specific prediction which is that we're gonna get one of those shots of linda screaming where you don't hear the audio of the scream because that makes it more intense yes yes where she wants to know where her baby is um Oh, Marcus says in slow motion. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. In a, in a hospital room and she's still in her gown and she's so tiny. And yeah, um, I'm already mad at Amenadiel. I'm so mad at Amenadiel. You're taking the wrong tack, buddy. Learning important lessons and then reaching the wrong conclusions because of them. Latoya, anything you want to share? Uh, I am excited uh, for the opening of the episode. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, uh, Kate, there is not a deleted scene, but it is uh, behind-the-scenes footage of some people who are not part of the scene uh, doing their own version of the scene. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. I have. It's very fun. We'll yeah. share that with them tomorrow. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the opening scene and uh, just the whole thing. It, it, it's I'm also really looking forward to our conversation that we're going to have with everybody uh, looking back on the season as a whole and kind of anticipating a little bit of, of season five. Because I, for example, just got spoiled in this conversation about May singing. I didn't know that May sings in season five. So I get to join the prediction game. Oh, I mean, it. you knew for the musical. I just, I just gave the little oh, nice yeah. spoiler that it, there is a moment before the, the musical oh, as yeah, well. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, it's fine. I just mean like this is a new, this is a new feeling for me. I, okay. I'm Does Latoria become the host in season yeah, five? Sort of. I oh, mean, no. I don't know how that works <laughs> because she's still technically a guest, even though she's very much family. But people stop uh, putting me in charge of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but we should wrap up there because I do have to edit this thing. Um, but it's been a delight. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Marcus. Keenan and Scotty for hanging out in the chat. Uh, thank you, everybody listening. Thank you, Latoya, for again being our Lucifer expert and joining us. Um, and yeah, we'll be back tomorrow, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.